And welcome back to the State Champs High School Hockey Report. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belizean. Sean, how are you today? Tremendous, John. Pleasure being here and uh, another big week of high school hockey. Oh yeah, we're going to be going into full detail of this upcoming weekend. The High School Hockey Report is presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association and is also brought to you by the MHSA and National Coney Island. The Player of the Year contest is back and you can cast your vote at statechampsnetwork.com. Let's talk about last week, Sean. Riverview gave a Richard. I saw them at their opener. They beat Liggett 5-1, and then they were on a losing streak. They went up against your third-ranked team, UAD Jesuit, despite being outshot 37-12. to yeah. Richard, Richard came out and beat them 2-1. to one. Uh, It's a fantastic win, and, it, and it's a testament to what they're doing down there. And uh, UAD is the real deal. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. And it, it just goes to show you, really, on, on any given night around the state, you're going to see something like that, and uh, props to them, no doubt about it. River Gabrichard is known the last few years of playing tough opponents, like their non-conference, to gear up for the playoffs. Yeah, you know, and and you're seeing teams all around the state do that more. I mean, really, you know, we talked last week, week with uh, Coach Zaschek. You're seeing teams really kind of load up on that schedule, battle-tested, so to speak. You know, uh, while we give props to to Gabriel Richard, I think we have to give props to UAD as well. Talk about bouncing back a couple of really big wins. They knock off Divine, Divine Child, and they knock off a really good uh, Warren D. LaSalle team. That pilot team is loaded, and they win that game, so this is what it's all about. You know, gone are the days, John, where, you know, you have the MIHL and, you know, obviously they're, they're, they're powerful. They're going to beat each other each and every night. KLA, you're talking about teams all over the place now going out and playing those bigger schedules and those bigger teams. And travel certainly is a big part of it. So gone are those days, I think, uh, for the most part, where, where teams are, are going to try to load up on, on maybe some lesser-than opponents. There aren't a lot of lesser-than opponents out there to begin with, but you're really seeing teams try to match up uh, some, some top-caliber opponents. Coach Ricky DeSanta for Riverview Gaver Shard coaches the Pioneers, and he's the assistant coach at U of M Dearborn. Yeah, pretty cool. It keeps you busy. I mean, there's a lot of that going around. You know, guys kind of, uh, you know, coaching here, doing this there. I know we're going to talk about that a little later on in the show, but uh, it, it's great to see so many guys giving back to hockey. Livonia Churchill played Celine last Wednesday. It was a 2-2 two two game, but Churchill was outshot 50-17, to and they held on and they tied. Well, you know, it's interesting. Churchill last year, you might remember Power Surge, their, their goaltender. Uh, he was outstanding last year. You know, they got another one now. I think it's Bryant Riley, uh, a, a sophomore goaltender. So Churchill, uh, you know this, Jason Reynolds is going to have that team fight. There's no doubt about that. I think if, if, if you've seen anything over the last couple of years, you've seen uh, Jason really do a good job with those Chargers. So, you know, as, as far as Celine goes, they're, they're another team to me. You know, Foz is really kind of loaded up on, on that schedule, and uh, the SEC is getting better as it is. There's no doubt about that. Uh, they bounced back and, and knocked off EGR. Now they, they got uh, an interesting Skyline team twice in the next 10 days, so that, that's going to be something fun to see as well. Warren De La Salle, you know, we, we've talked a lot about Detroit Catholic Central and Brother Rice in the MIHL. We haven't talked much about the Pilots yet. We have the Pilots ranked in our top 10, so what's about the Pilots? And they, you know, they beat Brother Rice 5-4 to four in overtime last week. Well, they, you know, I mean, they, they beat Rice. They they tied a tough uh, GPS team. I, I think uh, Gross Point South is, is back up. And as you mentioned, they fought uh, Catholic Central very, very tough. They're 5-3-1 and one right now, but I 
I, I'm going to say again, pay no attention to the record. Not that five, three, and one is bad, but when you take a look at their at their schedule, this is a loaded pilot team. I'm intrigued to see a kid by the name of uh, Christian Bronzino. Uh, he's off to a fantastic start. Listen, when you're putting up 15 points with the schedule that they're playing, you're doing something right. And and you know they've got a few really good players on that team. But uh, again, what jumps out to me is when a kid puts up 15 points in only nine games with the caliber opponent uh, that the Pilots are playing. Uh, they've got a, just a bear of a schedule upcoming. They've got uh, Churchill. They've got Trenton. They've got UAD. So uh, a, a rematch with UAD. So this is going to be a bear of a schedule. But much like you were saying earlier, I, I think you, you look at a team like Warren De La Salle, and, and they are really one of the poster children, if you will, for that don't pay attention to the record. This is a really good team, and I have no qualms with them being in the top ten. Plymouth, they lost the opener of the Heartland. Now they have won six straight, including a 3-1 win over Brighton last week. Yeah, you know, um, they're a team that we talked about from week one of the season. I think there are a couple KLA teams that are going to go like this uh, throughout the course of the season, and and one of them being Lavonia Stevens and the other being Plymouth. I've heard some really good things about their goaltender, uh, a guy by the name of uh, Josh Montroy. I'm intrigued to see him because I've, I've heard a few people say some good things about him. Uh, I'm really intrigued to see how that works out, and, and let me tell you something with with what Plymouth already has at their disposal if you add a goaltender who is as good as you know some people uh, certainly has has said he could be uh, that is going to be a dangerous dangerous watch and again much like we were just talking about with Warren De La Salle this isn't a bad team I mean you're talking about a top 15 team probably an argument could be made for a top 10 team and certainly uh, they have, have built to a crescendo this year and are going to continue to get better over the course of the season. School that shares the same camp is as Plymouth Salem. They beat Howell six to three. The Rocks are on a roll after beating Howell and Livonia Churchill over the weekend. Yeah, you know what? Uh, again, Coach Ossenmacher doing a tremendous job with the Rocks. Uh, you knock off Howell, you knock off uh, Churchill. This is going to be a big test taken on Trenton. That is one of the games, and, and I know we're going to talk about this in greater detail. But there are a couple games. I'm not going to lie to you, John. I got kind of got, got a circle, circle around. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. That's one of them right now because Trenton is rolling. That is a darn good Trojan team and I'm going to tell you again don't sleep on this rock team this is a really good team and coach Ossemacher continues to build something good out there in in Salem so that's going to be one of the intriguing games this Saturday out at Eddie Edgar you took in the Forest Hill Central Farmington United game on Friday night it was a 1-1 tie between an East first West matchup yeah you know Forest Hill Central came and played a really good game because the interesting thing is um Farmington jumped out on them early. I mean, they were all over them. It seemed, I, I joke with Coach Zaschek, it seemed like the first three minutes of the game, the puck was consistently within 10 feet of the net. I mean, they got the four-check going. A couple guys jump out to me. Uh, ben McCall is a really good player for Farmington. If you haven't checked him out yet, he's yeah, a really good player. you were sending me some texts uh, yeah, on Friday night. Really, really good yeah. player. I mean, no, no, no doubt about that. I, I like number 12 as well, um, a, a kid by the name of Eaton. I, I, I really liked his game. I The argument could be made. He was one of the best players on the ice. Um, the interesting thing about it, Rangers outshot them. Uh, but at the end, it was a Ranger penalty kill that really salvaged the tie because they were all over. They were buzzing all over the Rangers. And uh, a couple Ranger players went above and beyond. And I know number 11, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I thought he had a fantastic penalty kill. He forced them in deep after they had put some pressure on. And it was really an unrelenting forecheck that kind of kept the puck in deep. 
and allowed them to kill off the remaining moments of the time. It's a good hockey game. 1-1 tie, good hockey game. So if you're Forest Hill Central, you come out here, you get a win and a tie. That Farmington team is going to be a team to watch. It's 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 a good story. I think we all know that. I talked to Coach Levick uh, about what's going right for him, and he said, Everybody bought in. It's not the easiest thing, John, when you're talking about bringing in kids from three different schools, and a lot of the kids have probably played against each other in the past. And he told me, he goes, I'll be honest with you, I was kind of surprised how quickly it all came together. The cohesion kind of happened over the summer, and it shows with the product on the ice. And then Birmingham Unified, uh, it was a back-and-forth battle against Lake Orion, and they you know, they won 5-4. to four. Well, there's another good story, you know, and, and, and we talked them up last year. They put together a nice uh, win streak. Uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see where that continues to go. A lot of great hockey being yeah. played out in that area and some good players coming out in that area as well. So uh, that's going to be another uh, team to keep an eye on. That's what makes this so fun, John, is, is just in the time that you and I have been doing this, you're always going to have your usual suspects. But guess what? Some of these teams have kind of graduated to being usual suspects, and that's pretty cool. And then in the battle of Midland, uh, Midland-Dow beats Midland 6-1 to on Wednesday. Yeah, you know what? Dow, as we talked about, Dow was a team that, that made some noise uh, last year. That is a convincing win. Now they have an opportunity to make a big statement. They have Saginaw Heritage coming up. Heritage just continues to roll. And I, I don't even know if rolls a fair yeah. word. They're really just, uh, you know, imposing their will on teams. So this will be a really big opportunity for Dow. And, you know, as we mentioned, John, I didn't know much about Midland, and and obviously they're going to get better as the season progresses, but uh, Dow and Heritage will be a darn good game. So that's a good start to the high school hockey report. Sean, who do we have coming up? We have Scott Lott coming up. Uh, you know, he's a longtime coach. He was a head coach at uh, Gross Point North, won a couple of titles there, an assistant coach for Cranbrook, does a lot of things behind the scenes that maybe fans don't know about as well. So we'll talk to Coach Lott momentarily. So we'll be right back here on the High School Hockey Report. It's presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association, and it's also brought to you by the MHSA and National Coney Island. National Coney Island is serving up what you love, fast, fresh, and friendly. Like our award-winning Coney, Honey, or Handcrafted Burger. So you can get what you want, when you want it. National Coney Island, your craving is calling. There's an old saying, you can never have too many officials. The age of the average official is 52 and getting older all the time. We're constantly recruiting new people, younger people to join us. After you register with the MHSAA, look on the website to find an officials association near you. They'll put you in a position to succeed as an official. We all learned a lot from high school sports and officiating is a great way to give back to the game. There's help wanted, just whistle. And welcome back to the High School Hockey Report. My name is Sean Belegian. Kindly joining us, one of the great coaches all over the state. And, of course, a show like this wouldn't be happening without the, the help of the coaches. He won a couple of state titles while the head coach at Gross Point North. Now he's part of, really, uh, you could say an all-star coaching squad at Cranbrook. Brook. Uh, let's welcome in uh, Scott Locke. First of all, Scott, really appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I uh, 
It's been a long time coming, so I'm glad I'm here. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. Let's start with, you know, I I was only kind of half joking. The truth is, certainly, uh, there are some guys that have been through the coaching ranks on that staff at at Cranbrook. How has that worked out? Was there a period of cohesion? You know, how has that worked out, you know, with some of the names on that Cranbrook staff? Yeah, I mean, the last couple of years, it's been, you know, pretty smooth. The whole I mean, Andy runs the show, myself, and... uh, Dave uh, Runyon, we uh, we were kind of assistants. We help out. Pat Ronane is there, who's our PR guy and our marketing guy, who's really helped out with the defense. Now we bring in John LaFontaine this year, who he's got credentials all across the board, being with Muskegon last year in the USHL. Got a lot of experience. We all have our bits and pieces that we, that we bring to the table. Different coaching philosophies, but we've been able to – um, like you said, work cohesively, uh, making everything happen, you know, and right now it's working for the first month. You know, it, it's incredible, Scott, because I think a lot of times, you know, people would hear something like that and say that's a recipe for disaster. But honestly, when you watch Cranbrook play, when you see you guys, I guess, commiserate with one another, it seems like it's working perfectly. You guys are all rowing in the same direction. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, sometimes you're not going to agree with the person every single time, but uh the way they explain it, what you know, whether it's myself or John or or Dave or even Andy, you know, we bring everything to the table. We talk about it and say, hey, this is the best option for our team. What do you guys think? We do a lot of video. We do a lot of uh, schematics and everything like that. And so far, knock on wood, it's been it's been running smoothly, like you said. Scott Locke kindly joining us here. Um, you know, Scott, let's talk a little bit about the team right now. Six and three overall. I tell this to everybody. Cranbrook is one of those schools. I think you could say the same about a lot of teams in the MIHL. Pay no attention to the record. I mean, really. I mean, when you're playing the type of schedule that you do, not only the MIHL schedule, but outside of the MIHL as well, it, it really doesn't matter. It's all about getting you battle tested. But six and three, pretty darn good record. You've won a couple of straight uh, against uh, Brother Rice. He knocked off Rice two to one. Uh, Gabriel Richard three to two. What jumps out to you about this team? I think our team chemistry. You know, the boys uh, really buy into it. They like each other. They're playing for each other. Um, <laughs> we're opportunistic. We score some goals when we need to. Our goaltending has been pretty solid, and our defense has been uh, better than I originally thought it would be. Um, but so far, so good. You know, we we talked to the kids the other day. Nine games in, I asked them the other day. All right, is there any team that scares you so far? Like we we lost to Trenton, we lost to Stevenson, all close games. Uh, we lost to Orchard Lake, very close game. So does any team scare you right now? You can play with every team. You've proven it. I go, but on the flip side. We have six wins. I said any of those teams could beat us any particular night. So I think that's high school hockey this year. Anybody can beat anybody every single night, and it's it's fun to come to the rink and see the games. You know, you know, I guess the MIHL as well as anybody, you've been a part of it for so long now, whether as a head coach or an assistant coach. I mean, this really is a grind. How do you even put into words? I, I think the way you explained it's a pretty good way, but if you could expound on that, how do you even put into words what it's like in the MIHL? Because, Scott, really the term on any given night is thrown around too easily. But when you're playing an MIHL schedule, any given night is reality. Right. It's you're battle tested at the end of the year, and that's what we that we look at. If we go 500 in the league, okay, so be it. We're ready when it comes regional time to play our schedule. So, <laughs> battle tested is it's an understatement, I think, in this league because it's a grind every single night. And if you can, like CC's been able to do it, Cranbrook's been able to do it a few years, run the table. I mean, that's that's a pretty special season. You got to have a team pretty pretty deep to be able to do that year in and year out. And, uh, 
you know, to come to the rink and have to play Brother Rice, to play Gross Point South, U of D, De La Salle, Trenton. I mean, it just goes on and on. You're playing. We have an opportunity to play every team twice. All right, you don't have to, but we pick to play each team basically twice in the in the season, just because we feel that they're they're better games for our guys to be prepared for the season. Scott Locke kindly joining us, of course, does a fantastic job as an assistant out at Cranbrook. You know, Scott, every year it seems come tournament time, the general consensus seems to be pick a division. Oh, Division One's a monster this year. Division Two's a monster this year. Everybody that I've talked to has talked about Division Three, and it's not just the MIHL teams. There are landmines all over Division Three this year, something certainly I'm sure your team's aware of. Yep, we are definitely aware of it, believe me. So uh, we talked about it prior to obviously coming on in the air here. We, you know, you look at the teams that came down, UAD came down, we came down, uh, Gross Point South came down. These are teams that are coming down to Division Three. And you look at the rankings, 10 to 15 teams can win a state championship or so. And any given night, we say again, but you got to have a good run. You got to stay healthy and be able to do it. It's a gauntlet in Division Three this year. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because you've won a couple of state titles back to back for people out there that didn't know it. Gross Point North, 01 and 02. Grind, gauntlet, whatever the case may be. So many things have to go right. I don't care how good your team is. So many things have to go right for you to win a championship. Mm -hmm. It does. You know, we, when I was at Gross Point North, we were in, a, in Division Two at the time, and our region consisted of Brother Ice, De La Salle, U of D, Gross Point South, Gross Point North, and Berkeley at the time, who was a top 10 team at that time. After you got done with your region, it was pretty much a cakewalk after we got done with our region because it was so hard compared to what the rest of the state was, and it, it made it easier for us. But that's how it is this year. This area is loaded. Down out west, there's a few teams that are loaded. Okay, let's throw Calumet, Hancock, and uh, Houghton all together that have to only one team can come down, unfortunately, in their bracket. But they get a gauntlet every year to come down here. So, you know, downriver, there's some teams that can win it. So this year in Division Three, it's going to be a battle all the way through. You know, it's interesting. I, I Part of the reason we wanted to have Coach Locke on is he's involved in something that we really wanted to get uh, some more information out there in regards to this. Over the summer, I had a chance to go out to Plymouth Arena and uh, went out there a couple times in the spring and into the summer. For people out there, Coach Locke, that aren't aware of the MDHL, explain to people what's going on because this is such a, a, a great thing. And I'll tell you what, on a beautiful Saturday afternoon, 85 degrees out, there's no place I'd rather be than inside the rink. But uh, Saturday afternoon, watching some of the best in Michigan high school hockey play. But let people know about the MDHL. Yeah, the MDHL is the Michigan Development Hockey League, obviously. It's been going on. I think we've been having the league for 14 years. Mm. Prior to that, we did some select tournament teams that uh, that went to Minnesota, played Shattuck St. Mary's, went to Prospects, um, played in the North American Hockey League Junior Showcase at one time. Um, it's been going on. It's the elite players in the state of Michigan that all come down. They try out. They play in the league. They have high-end games every weekend. Um, <laughs> it's loaded with scouts every weekend. They come down and get so the kids get the exposure. It gets them game ready and to develop their skill level to be ready for the season. Uh, they play one to two games a weekend. It's all at one location. We have a West Side team that comes down every weekend. Their bench is full. They have, you know, Great commitment level up there at the west side. We've included uh, the UP teams. So that's when we come out, we actually know 
who the best players are from the west side, from the up north, from downriver, from, you know, Macomb area, whatever like that, because they come to the MDHL and hoping to be on a tournament team or hoping to be in the league to move on and get the exposure. And we've been fortunate over the years to have really high-end players, guys that get drafted in the NHL, guys with college commitments, guys that play in junior um, in the junior leagues in the USHL and North American League and other leagues. Um, but it's ran by Bill Burns. It's a great league. Uh <laughs> I would recommend anybody who is, is serious about hockey that really wants to, to move on to that next level to get your teams, your players ready for the season to, to come and get involved. We've asked many coaches to get involved. Um, one thing that I, that I take great pride in, there's been many players that we've had that have come back and now are coaches in the league. Mm. You know, uh, C.J. Pober from the west side of the state who was at CC. Phil Wendecker, Kirk Cavisto. I mean, there's guys that want to get involved in the league and help out players because the league has helped them throughout the years. So that's what we take great pride in. And, uh, yeah, it's great. We'd love to have more people come out and, and stay involved in it. Yeah, it's not shinny. Trust me. I mean, these guys aren't going out there. They're going after it. Saw a very entertaining game one Saturday afternoon last spring. You know, Scott, I want to talk to you. You brought something else that, that piqued my interest. And, you know, I know you've done some scouting in the past and stuff like that. The amount of scouts that are at events like this are just out at, at games. It is amazing to see how many guys are watching high school hockey now. I mean, I always like to, to, to get this out there because, you know, there has been a narrative. You know it as well as I do. Well, maybe high school is the best uh, road to take uh, the scouts if you can play they're going to find you oh yeah I mean that's that's their job right they're going to find the diamond in the rough they're going to you know go to places where they they see enough hockey in a, at one location where you know it's easy for them to get reports to to their team um, I mean people have come to like say the MDHL and you know Connor Hellebuck gets drafted right out of it um, people like that even if you remember Nick Enos, who got drafted from uh, Howell back in the day, he yeah. was one of the first goalies, first people to get drafted out of our league, out of high school hockey, to go uh, there. So scouts are coming there every weekend. We have NHL scouts, college scouts, junior scouts. Um, you come to good showcases during the season in high school, they're loaded up. They, it's at one venue. They want They come there. It's, it's ran professionally. So that's what scouts want to see. They just want to find players. They don't care where it is. They want to find players. One last thing before we go, and you uh, lobbed me a softball, so I'm going to crush it now. But you've been involved in the MIHL showcase down in Trenton. I mean, that's the godfather, no doubt about it. Tip of the cap and everything. But I think one of the cool things around the state is all the tournaments that have started. You guys do one at Cranbrook over Thanksgiving weekend. Gaylord has a D3 challenge. Traverse City. It's really cool that you guys made the K-L-A-M-I-H-L showcase, if you will, tournament, whatever you want to call it, happen. You guys have a big game uh, coming up this week against Plymouth. Uh, talk about that, eh? you know, from, from really the unlikeliest origins to making it happen. This is its second year. It's just great for the game. Yeah, I mean, Dave Mitchell and uh, I think uh, Brandon Kelnicki started this together and tried to say, hey, let's put our two leagues together. One location, like we talked about, invite a bunch of scouts, get the marketing information out, um, have good games, obviously, because they're not going to be any you know, tough games. We kind of match them. Uh, I don't know if it's from the rankings from last year to this year or they pick and choose. I actually am not involved with that portion of it. But I think last year <laughs> there was, what, five or six games that were one-goal games mm -hmm. or whatever it was. And, uh, I mean, it's just great. That's what we need. Um, 
this weekend we look for a challenge with Plymouth. They beat us last year, so we're looking for some redemption. I know uh, the MHL won the, the challenge last year, uh, so the KLA is probably going to be a little upset about that and want to and gain that little trophy back. So it's uh, it's great, but it's again, it's a great opportunity for high school fans, high school hockey fans, that is, to come out, see one location, see ever, all these teams play great hockey. Um, scouts will be there, so I look forward to it. Hey, if you want to see the Cranes in action, 445 Saturday afternoon at Eddie Edgar. They're going to be taking on Plymouth, two highly ranked teams. And uh, Coach Locke, of course, will be there with the Cranes. Andy, the Cranes in mass, and certainly an all-star coaching staff as well. Coach, always a pleasure to see you, my friend. Scott Locke kindly joining us here on the High School Hockey Report. The High School Hockey Player of the Year is back, and it's presented by National Coney Island. You can go to our website, statechampsnetwork.com, and vote for our top ten. We came out with the list on Friday. What sticks out to you on the on your top ten? Well, you know, it, it's interesting. The one thing that I always tell people is, is it's fluid. Um, there's no doubt about that. What always jumps out to me is when guys are adamant about the defensemen. And we have a couple of defensemen that, quite frankly, coaches were adamant about. And I'm not talking about their own coaches. I might get a quote, say, from Coach Clements about his guy or a quote from another coach about their guy. I'm talking about the opposing coaches. To me, that tells you all you need to know. When you have guys, you know, really sitting back saying, you got to have this guy on the list. A couple of them that are on this list certainly fit that bill. And what do you think about Cam Blanton from Trenton? Uh, you know what? Uh, he's he's everything as advertised. You know, he's a guy that has played a lot of hockey over the last couple of years. He's part of a really deep team. And I'm not sure if maybe people around the state uh, realize how good this Trenton team is and, and how good they could be at the end of the year. I'm going to say it again, John. You know, when you're talking about the, the pecking order right now in Division Two, you have to put Trenton in that top ledge. There's no doubt about it. But when you have a guy on your blue line that can facilitate so much, not only in his own end, uh, but certainly getting things going the other way, uh, that really is a catalyst to a well-oiled machine. And leading our vote right now is Zach Robinson from Woodhaven. They are coming out. They have He has over 1,300 votes as, as the time of the week taping. What is about his play that uh, strikes you? Well, you know, it's interesting in talking to some of the coaches, and I, I, I included a quote in there. Somebody said, if you think that this is just, you know, I'm paraphrasing a one-trick pony, think again, watch his game. And, John, you see it all the time now. In the National Hockey League, the game is a 200-foot game now. And, and you have to be able to play all over the ice. And this is a guy that, yeah, he puts – the gaudy numbers up there, no doubt about that. But he's also doing a lot of the little things as well. And that's something that a few different coaches talked to me about, just how much his game has matured over the past couple of years. So uh, it, it's it's going to be fun to see him in person sometime really soon. Had a chance to see him a, a little bit in the summer, but I'm really looking forward to seeing him in person. And just to let you guys know, in our top 10, this is not a concrete top 10. Players can come in and out of the top 10. This is definitely a, a fluid type of situation. And what I mean by that is it's, it's ever moving. And, you know, if you get a suggestion, whether it be a fan or, you know, a lot of times I've had a coach say, hey, listen, give a second yeah. look to so-and-so. Yeah. And I ask a few coaches, and it's funny because a lot of times they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, my goodness, yeah. that guy's 
that guy's got to be yeah. on there. Yeah. So certainly cases have been made. Uh, John, I know of at least two different times that, that we've done this where the guy that eventually won it was not on wasn't our even on our list at the Levi start of the year. Levi Wonder from Escanaba. Yeah. And last year's Jake Banky from Heartland. Yeah, well, and, and I remember the, the first year as well. If I'm not mistaken, I think Dominic Lutz from Stevenson came on in our second week. You know, he, he kind of appeared in our second week. So uh, you're right, there, there's three. So this is a situation, folks, where this can change. Um, it's going to be, listen, it's going to be tough to supplant one of these guys. I mean, these guys are on this list for a reason, but certainly it's happened before. That's why you have to go out and vote for your candidate, and you go to statechampsnetwork.com. The leading vote getter automatically gets into the final four. So go, go out there and vote. We're going to take one more break, and we'll be right back here on the State Champs High School Hockey Report presented by the Michigan High School Hockey Coaches Association. National Coney Island is serving up what you love, fast, fresh, and friendly, like our award-winning Coney, Honey, or Handcrafted Burger so you can get what you want, when you want it. National Coney Island, your craving is calling. I admit it, I love working with money, negotiating, and making big decisions. That's why I'm majoring in finance and economics at Lawrence Tech. What's truly amazing about the education here is the small class sizes that give me easy access to my professors who truly care about my future. They even helped me get a great internship. And I was able to fulfill my lifelong dream of playing college golf. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. And welcome back to the High School Hockey Report. I'm Jonathan Kidd along with Sean Belegian. We're going to preview the week ahead. Up in Gaylord this weekend is the Division Three Showcase. Lots of good teams in Division Three are going up against each other. So on Friday, we have the combined squad of Freeland, Saginaw, Saginaw Valley Lutheran taking on Plainsdale Jeffers at noon. It's Country Day at Alpena. At 2 o'clock, you have Sault Ste. Marie and Grand Rapids Catholic Central. 4 o'clock, you have Big Rapids against Flint Powers. 6 o'clock, you have Divine Child and Chelsea. And 8 o'clock, the host school, Gaylord, will be taking on Grosseal. And on Saturday, you got Big Rapids taking on Chelsea. You got Grosseal taking on Divine Child. Plainsdale, Jeffers taking on Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Alpina taking on the combined squad of Freeland, Saginaw Novell, Valley Lutheran. And then you got Sault Ste. Marie and Detroit Country Day. And Flint Powers taking on Gaylord in the nightcap. Obviously, Country Day and Alpena is going to be the marquee game. Yeah, it's it's a great matchup. You know, and one interesting thing, just to let people know, Detroit Country Day hasn't lost in almost a full year. Their last loss was December 16th of 2017 to Liggett, and that's 27 straight games right now. So obviously, uh, Frank Novak's done a tremendous job with them, and they continue to roll, and somebody would love to knock them off that perch. Obviously, you get a tournament. Uh, you know, Coach Perry's done such a great job with, with Flint Powers. Uh, Luke Evo's a guy that a lot of people are talking about, obviously, Player on our year. list. You know, one coach went as far as to say, I think he's the best forward in the state. So I think that that is, is really saying a lot. Uh, Big Rapids, uh, you know, I, I think Coach Blaschel's done a tremendous job with them. They had a nice run last year. This is a great tournament because I'm telling you what, there are a couple teams in there. Obviously, I don't have to say anything more about DCD, but there are a couple teams in there that come tournament time 
certainly can knock off anybody. And that's what makes a tournament like this incredibly exciting. Going back to Country Day and Alpina, the battle of the goalies, you got Sam Avola going up against Cooper Black. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be outstanding. And Alpina continues to be a great story. As a matter of fact, we're going to try to get Coach Givens on the show sometime soon. He's he's a great guy. He said he'd come on uh, when we give him a call and everything. So hopefully uh, we'll, we'll have a chance to talk to him real soon. And on Saturday, it's the MIHLKLAA Challenge. We are going there. Yes, indeed. We're going to be doing our podcast for next week on location at the Eddie Ager Arena in Livonia. Lots of great matchups. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, when you look at it, you know, I mean, from start to finish, it starts at 10 a.m. in the morning. I'm going to tell you a couple. I I already talked about one. I, I got a big circle around Salem and Trenton. That one really intrigues me. Cranbrook in Plymouth is going to be outstanding. You know, I mean, those are two teams that can play anybody anywhere. Livonia Stevenson, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's. Uh, Heartland Brother Rice. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, that's packing order type stuff. And CC and Brighton is still CC and Brighton. Make no mistake about that. Uh, so that's what's exciting about it. But I'll tell you what, you, you got some other ones. You know, Howell, kind of up and coming, uh, going up against GPS. And, and Bobby's done such a great job there and has them back at, at a good level. Novi taking on Port Huron Northern. This is just a great event. I'm so glad that these guys made it happen. It's going to be a fun day starting at Ed. Eddie Edgar Arena out in Livonia. Uh, John, 10 a.m. to 7.30. I mean, heck, the game will probably be over at, at, at 9.30 at night. You're talking about almost 12 hours of high-octane, high-level Michigan high school hockey. It's just a great event. And I'm going to be there all day on Saturday. I know you're going to be coming in the afternoon. I'm going to be coming a little We're gonna later. Be, yeah, but it's going to be fun. Uh, I encourage uh, fans, coaches, players just to be, come up to us, talk to us. You know, we're looking forward to uh, talking with everybody. Absolutely. And uh, I know, John, you're going to make an effort to kind of talk to uh, some of the winning coaches and everything. We're going to have a couple special conversations out there. I think I can say it now, can I? Yeah, Yeah, we're going to be talking to to Coach Mitchell, who really, you know, kind of made this happen out of Livonia Stevenson as well. We're going to be talking to the assistant coach at Brother Rice, former coach at Berkeley, and and really a guy that has helped make this happen. No doubt about it, Coach Fleming. So we're really looking forward to those conversations. So that's it for the State Champs High School Hockey Report. It's presented by the Michigan High School Coaches Association and it's brought to you by the MHSA and National Coney Island. When you see us next week, we'll be at Eddie Edgar Arena. So we'll see you at the rink. See you at the rink.